table. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. We're the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, uh, brought to you by Podcast Central, as always, every week, if you listen to the show and you're a regular, uh, we have a big show ahead, we're going to talk a little bit of AFL, probably the All-Australian team, uh, and the final siren, we'll talk about how the Eagles just got outclassed by uh, the Hawks, and it bounced down, well, we're going to give you a, an early review on our up-and-coming game against the Bombers in, in the elimination final at Optus, um, if you're trying to get to Melbourne for the grand final, you can't get a plane ticket, get onto Eagle Air on Facebook and check out all their details there, a charter flight, so they might get you up there. Boys, last week's show, I know you guys had your talk about the Mark's Up Dilemma. Remember that? Yep. Suds up, oh yeah. Where we, and I sort of sat on the fence. Well, I'm not sitting on the fence anymore because I went back and had a look at it and to the letter of the rule when it was that, that happened, it was a free kick, it was a mark, but it was a free kick to the West Coast. So the umpire got it right. But if you look at every mark that's great, and I looked at oh, up to about 90, maybe even 100, and every time somebody takes a great, great mark, they infringe on the way up. Exactly. That's and it's, so it's a grey area of the game that they let you infringe on the way up as long as you take that grab. And I'll pick out one, the greatest mark, they call it the mark of the century, Gary Ablett. Hands on top of the guy's shoulders, mm. gets up, and didn't even hold the ball, and they gave it a mark. So straight away, that's a free kick to the opposition. Yeah, yeah but that's a, if if you get elevated, take great mark. It was the same with the hands in the back rule, and I think I made, mm. tried to make this point yesterday. It is a mark. The thing I was saying was he didn't use that to elevate. So you compare it to the greatest marks in the world. They're using them as step ladders. Yeah. He didn't use Barras as a step ladder. He used that kick to tunnel him under the ball. And that's what I mean. I would and that's have liked, why it's a free kick. And that's I would why have it's liked it not to be called studs up. I would have liked to be yeah. kicked out of contact. Because you, you can use your foot. Yeah. 100% use your foot. Mm. But you've got to get elevated. He, he got a foot off the ground. So he just booted the player. See, that's where I disagree. When, um, but now now that won't be a free kick. Josh so. Kennedy. Not now. They've I'll say it again. Soon. Josh Kennedy, four weeks ago, did exactly the same thing. Boot the knee. You got those big six goals. Boot in the back. Was well, a free kick. It was a goal. He actually tried to do it on the weekend, and he he, he sort of half-hearted. He put his foot up, yeah. and he's sort of like against I think he knew he was going up. And they have changed the rule with the hands on the shoulders. They did change the rule two years ago yeah. that if you you can put your hands on the shoulders, but you must take the mark. If you do not take the mark, That's it's a free, free kick. kick. Yeah, isn't it just you got to touch the ball? No, you got to take. No, the and ball. I saw her in the waffle. Yeah. They umpired it really good because um, there was a few there. One brand. Archie sort of, I thought he infringed him, but the guys actually tunnelled him out, so they gave Archie the free kick. And uh, when I had a look at back, when I looked on the stream, and it was definitely a free kick. Um, we 
put a couple of polls on the Eagle Nation Facebook page. So if you're not on there, get on there. Uh, and it's all to do with Port Power and their salary cap issues. And look, this club's had salary cap issues before and they stuffed up in 2004 when Chuck Williams was coach and they lost a lot of players. They might have a few players up for um, trade this year. So we put one up there, Scott Lysett, because he's a Milan player when he was at the Eagles. And we said, you know, what's he going to be uh, going if he asked for trade back? And 54% said yes, no, no. And 46% said uh no, there was 991 people voted. I'm so, I'm I'm so surprised it was that close. Yeah, yeah I was very surprised. Um, what an embarrassing situation to be in for Port Adelaide. How can you offer, like I said, 650000 a year and then not be able to pay any other players? And we've talked about all these young kids, Dersma, <laughs> Rosie, coming through, these young kids, how great they are. They're not going to be able to keep any of them because of no. the salary cap position they put themselves in. Um, and... Hickey's on like 300000 a year. So I think people just got sentiment. I think he's a premiership player. So they're like, great, bring him back. But we got Hickey on about 300000 a year. Mm. Half the price, and yet you're getting the same output. And the one thing Hickey does better <coughs> is clearances. He, he's great at getting clearances. So they just like the sentiment, bring him back. But no, nah, for me that's I'm definitely glad. no because mm. of the salary cap space. Uh, another player we put up on a poll was... A guy that a lot of Eagles players wanted when he was at draft level, and that was Sam Powell Pepper, and that was basically 50% each way, and that was really surprising. It's a tough one because I think <coughs> in his case, I mean, you would get, I would think you'd get Powell Pepper at a fairly cheap um, trade, but are we, if, I think our, ours always comes down to if we get Tim Kelly or not. If yeah. we're going to get him, it'll come down to whether we get Powell Pepper. If we don't get Tim Pally, Kelly, I can see them uh, picking up Powell Pepper, and, and he would be a really good fit into our midfield. I don't care what people think of him or think he's this. I reckon that, he he would fit in pretty well, and he would fit in pretty well. And players play different under different coaches. Yeah, you might get something better out of him. The skill level at the Eagles to me is a lot better than it is at Port Adelaide for one. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, that that's the one thing with. Pal Pepper, I don't like, is his disposal efficiency. So I'd love to see him come in and be a tagging role, mm. like a hutch. You know, because I think he's got that bit of mongrel about him. Yeah. So I don't want him to be a ball gatherer, like an accumulator, because he doesn't use it by footwell. But if you, we got two second round <coughs> picks this year. So our last second round pick or a third round pick, he won't be on that much money because they need to get rid of him because we touched on the salary cap space issue. You could get him for cheap, doesn't cost us huge in the draft, doesn't affect us getting Cali. Um, and then we got this player that's a, practically a bull and a contested player and just use him as a very defensive player and attack when he can. Well, if you've got any people out there, you got uh, contacts with guys and you hear anything like in the trades, because silly season is coming up, um, drop us a line, you know, on the Messenger or on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and give us your, your goss and we'll let the listeners know. Uh, I do this use of the stats every now and then and I'm doing it all on the Eagles now. That was the first round 23 game we've lost under Simo. So hopefully it doesn't have any bearing on anything. Against Essendon coming up, I was going to leave it for the bounce down, but we've never beaten Essendon in a final. We're five zip, but we haven't played him for a long, long time. And in 20 seasons under our current top eight system, no Victorian team has come from outside the top four to reach grand final. Oh, uh, I used to have. No. Uh, Adelaide would have been no. in the 90s. Uh, Non-Victorian. 
No, non-Victorian. Non-Victorian. Oh yeah. Well, I don't, well the last thing to do it. The last thing to do was Adelaide in 1998. Yeah, they they came from sixth. They come from fifth. Mm, sixth. Oh, they said fifth today. No, sixth. All right, sixth. I've seen the stats. All right. And they were fourth. No, they came from fourth the year before. The year before fourth. Yeah. Right. So yeah, non-Victorian. So Victorian team, the last one to come from. The, <coughs> but that was a different four. That was a different final structure. But say. What I'm saying there is, it's never been done, but the Eagles had never won a grand final in the 1992, so let's hope it's the first time for everything. Yeah, that's yeah. a funny stat, though, because I find we're a very good team for fifth on the ladder. Oh, yeah. You know I what think... I mean? I don't think that, like... I said this, was it last week or week before, that the top five this year, and it sucks that we ended up fifth, but the top five this year, anyone could win it, and I think mm. they're playing great footy. So I think yeah. we're better than a lot of teams have been in the past that's fifth. It's usually a... Two to three horse race, you know? You just gotta be the best team in September and you'll win the finals. And it's been proven. Last year we proved it, the year before Richmond proved it, and the year before that Bulldogs proved it. You're the best team in finals, you're gonna win the grand That's finals. That's four games. It's not it's not rocket science. Dermot Brereton always said in nineteen uh, the year they beat us in the grand final. Ninety one. Ninety one, he said Dermy said it's the uh, best team in the finals that wins the grand, uh, grand final, not the best team during the year. And Eagles were the best team during the year that year, but we didn't play well in yeah. the finals. So. History is littered with the best teams uh, not winning grand finals. You no. just look at Essendon uh, you know, against Brisbane and yeah. stuff like that. So, well, the great Brisbane sign of the early 2000s. Well, they'll they'll never p- minor premiers or top of ladder, were they? No, the only time they got minor premiers, they lost the grand final. Yeah, that was against well, there you go. So, so they won I mean, three. They would have tipped oh. Western Bulldogs three years ago. <laughs> I mean, no one... <laughs> All right, the All-Australian team is being compiled as we speak. Um, there were seven guys from the Eagles in there. They were Gaff Hearn, Yo, Shuey, Shepard, McGovern, Darling. That was in the squad. But we've come to learn that now that um, Shuey and Shepard didn't uh, make the flight and nor did Gaff. So that means we've probably got four guys in the All-Australian team, boys. Yeah, they only fly them over yeah. if they're in it. So that's for Hearn, Gov, Yo and Darling. And... I'm disappointed Shep missed out from the sounds of things, but I'm very happy of who made it, especially for Darling. He had to be a third third yeah. in the leading goal and for leading goal kicker for the Coleman men. So you'd have Shannon Herf in the back line, McGovern in the back line, Darling in the forward line, and Yoey will probably come up on the interchange bench yeah. uh, unless he's named in the centre. Yeah. I, so, I, I, again, I think it's an insult Brad Shepherd is not in. <coughs> had the most marks in defence, or most marks in the AFL. Two years in a row, he's been the top run with an actual defender and accumulator in the competition, and yet he still cannot make that team. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Some players like Lloyd from Swans. Yeah, Lloyd's another one. Missed out. Mitch Vlost, Duncan. Vlosten missed out from uh, Richmond. They like um, flash, don't they? Let's uh, be honest. They like the flashy players. The, the pure defenders, the lockdown. The only lockdown player I can remember making in a long, long time was Crowley mm. as a pure tagger. He made <coughs> it one year. But other than that, they just they don't give respect to these defensive players. No. And, and the bulk of the team is going to come from the top five teams because you had Eagles with seven, uh, Cats with six, uh, Lions with five, Richmond four and Collingwood had three. Uh, The only other team to have that many was uh, the Bulldogs with three so um, yeah it's going to be interesting Uh, like you said it's it's just another compiled team and it's selectors picking it it doesn't mean it's 
the end or be or an end of anything, but it's good to get your name up there as an All Australian, and it'll be McGovern's fourth in a row. So yeah, I am one that really loves the All Australians. I think it's a great badge of honour to put on your resume when mm. you finish your career, isn't it? But would you? And Wayne Carey said this squad thing. Why don't they just do it by the squad and name the team? I, I like. Did the you squad, hear his comments? It gives a little bit more respect. To but did you I hear did, his comments? But I like the Shuey aspect. You know, he's not making. Yeah, but you're not going to go. You're not going to put like on your it. resume. No, oh, I, I, I made that. the squad. But it's still good to say these players were great this year. Yeah, so well, you've missed out, but we we value you highly for the year. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We'll see who gets in and we'll see who gets named captain. By the time you listen to this, you already know. Uh, we're going to go on to question time. It's all about the Eagles. Um, we've got listeners uh, sending in their uh, questions for today's show and one's called Paul Escott. Um, he's an admin on another Facebook page called WCE Media Media Fan, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asked, Saturday night's game was a disaster for West Coast. Is this symptomatic of big issues with the team, be it the game plan, players, form, selections, mindset, lack of options when under pressure? If so, are the issues bigger than what we see in the park? Well, my, my th- I went to the Adelaide game and I went to this game <coughs> and I saw it in the Richmond game except for the first quarter. To me, it's been um, effort. And Simo said that on the weekend. And I, I know I said that after the Adelaide game. They just don't look like they're... They look tired to me. They look buggered. And that shows I think they've come off a fairly heavy training load, which you'll find the top six teams are <coughs> doing a pre-season type training for about five, for about five weeks now. I know Richmond have because I heard um, Damien Hardwick sort of drop to it. So that could be it. And hopefully with a... Uh, a bit of a buy, we can um, sharpen up a bit before next week. Yeah, the buy is probably coming at the right time. Yeah, see, I'm, I, I've, I differ a little bit. I don't think it was an effort thing or anything like that because we won most stats. We were just not clean with the ball. It was just, it felt like <coughs> one of those days where we were just making unnecessary turnovers and they capitalised every time we did. And I'm not saying turnovers under pressure, like not to take a shot at Ryan, but he kicked two posters. You know, that, it was just that that just what, summed up the night. You know, we touched on off air, you know, Petrosali missing a hand pass when we were running. Um, Rioli's great bump where the ball got free, then Gaff and Rioli sprint forward and Yo gathers the ball, but then slips and has no choice to but to handball it up in the air, which resulted in a Hawks getting the clearance and goal. That to me something like that. So it wasn't effort. You look at our midfielders, we had Shuey on 29. We'll, we'll go in more, but we had... They all put in the effort. It's just... We were just not clean and we just made rookie mistakes you do not expect from that side. I, I put it down to being tired because I've never seen so many guys gasping for air before three-quarter time. Mm. And Shuey was one. He was gassed. And I've never been... Uh, big believer of the six-day break, but maybe it does have an effect when you're playing the wet. I don't know. Um, another question by him was, are some players getting a free ride or should they be challenged at selections? You've asked this before. Yeah, I, look, I don't think... At this time of the year, <laughs> we spoke off here, there's no, they're not going to make big changes. The no. only big change that will come in is Nick. But is anyone it. getting a free ride? Is Oh, I don't believe so. Right. I, don't, I don't see it. I, um, I've always said this... You can't just make changes for the sake of change. Someone at waffle level needs to be pushing for that spot. Mm. So any player you look at go, right, is his replacement performing underneath him? If not, and you've got to look deeper. That's my point. You've got to look deeper. You can't just say, he had a bad game, drop him. 
because you need the player seconds than having a great game and saying, right, I want that spot, I'm taking that spot. Over the years it has looked like that because there's been times when Darling, not in the last two years because he's played super footy, but before that there's been times when he's been looking... How did he get? A, how does he? How's he getting heading a game every week? Because he's really just not, you know. Maston, we all we all talk about Maston. There's been other guys too that have. I mean, JK's had a bad seven yeah. seven weeks, all bar one game. Sorry about the big boom. Then I just moved the microphone. Uh, it was really loud. In my headphones will probably be loud on the speakers. Uh, final question is: The Eagles after that performance against the Hawks, can they win the flag? That's what he's asked. Yes, we can. And I how? don't think we would, but we can. Well, you can. All you have to do is win four games of football. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Like, we're there, so we can easily win it. And I said, anyone's very good chance. Um, I, yeah, I we're going to have to play own. great football. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to play. We're going to have to play our best football three weeks in a row. And I can just say, just say we did. I think by the time we get to the grand final, we'll be stuffed. Yeah, because we had to travel too. I mean, yeah. even though Western Bulldogs did it, yeah, but the longest they travelled was to Perth. Yeah, the other game, and that was so, the first week. Yeah, and then they went to Sydney, yeah. and then they, I think they had a game in Melbourne. So they, that was sort of, that was their big day. Was that big travel on the first a- Anything's possible. Um, a lot of people out there still reckon we can do it. Uh, look, it's a, it'd be a Herculean effort if we can uh, mm. win it, and if we do, oh man, I don't think any of them will be as happy as us. No. Um, but. Let's uh, not get ahead of ourselves. We had to get ahead of... We had to beat the Bombers, but we'll talk about that in uh, the Bounce Down uh, edition. All right, let's get on to the final siren. It's the final siren. Outclassed, outplayed, outshined. 11 goals from Eagles turnovers said it all. Uh, Eagles were defeated by Hawthorne. 16 goals, 905 to 9 goals, 13. Uh, goal scorers, Rioli 3, Kennedy 2, Darling 2, Ryan 2, and Hawthorne, yet O'Brien 4, Burgoyne 3, Bruce 3, Gunson 2. So all big forwards kicking goals. Um, Hawthorne were just tougher at the contest, tackled harder, and they were better with the ball when they got it. Mm. Overall, over four quarters. It's like what I said before without getting into too much detail. We only have ourselves to play. What a frustrating game to watch. Mm. You know me, I just look at half glass full. I was sitting there with my wife, and you'd be like, yes, 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 and then we'd make a critical mistake. And a lot of them were under pressure, and then you three, you're like, no, no, and you actually got angry by what they were doing. And we did so many things right, then one thing wrong, and the entire play was ruined. As you touched on, 11 goals they kicked Mm. from our turnovers. That is unbelievable, and that's what I said. I didn't put down it was anything, I just put down to just such bad skills and it cost us and it hurts us and, and it, it come down to kicking and you look at the, the you look at all the KPIs we had more disposals by 30 so we had more of the ball the free kicks they were even so that cleared out I thought the umpires had no effect on the game except for the first three minutes um, clearances we won by 15 centre clearances were even stoppages we smashed them um, inside 50s we fell behind but that was only in the last quarter um Marks inside 50 was pretty even. Contested marks was pretty even. Tackles, we won by nine. And hit-outs, they killed us in the hit-outs. But, like you said, bad kicking is bad footy. You have a look at the the goal lines, and they kicked 16 straight, and they kicked one point either side and hit the post twice. Mm. Where we would eight to the left, 
five to the right. Bad kicking is bad footy. And a lot and of it was... And pressure kills you. And a lot of it wasn't under pressure. But when you win the disposal count and you win the <coughs> tackle count, that shows intent. And it just, as I said, I just got no other word to describe it other than frustrating. It was just oh. horrible. And what was on the line made it so much more painful mm. as well. When you think after quarter time, we kick five goals, ten, and they kick uh, 13 goals, uh, six. That's a massive... Uh, and one goal, five in the second half. but In the th- uh, second quarter, sorry. But I think, um, to um, I saw a lot of Sam Mitchell in there going through the middle because if you watch closely... Oh, that killed us. They the switched guy. straight yep. through the middle. As soon as they got through the half back, they went straight back through the middle through O'Meara. And Jagan O'Meara played a great game. And Chad Wingard. Yeah, he played mm. Chad yeah. Wingard's had a crap year and then the game he plays his heart and soul out he was running off the half-back line through the guts. He just killed us. Mm. And I looked at Cripps, I looked at Rioli, and sometimes I was standing there and I'm sitting there going, well, why are you standing there? Yeah. Put the pressure on there. And there was twice where Amira just ran straight past Cripps and Cripps has sung his head. And I'm like, that's bad football, that's bad body language. Mm. Straight away, you know, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe that. 75 turnovers. Yeah. 75 turnovers what we had. And then... When that's you turn it over, for us. it opens you up, and then that's yeah. when what you said comes straight away. They just ran it through that yeah. middle. Ran and through the middle, straight away. Again, it's like, and a lot of people said, oh, Simo was our coach. But oh, that's not really a coaching no. issue. You turn it over 75 times in a game <coughs> and allow a team to run it through the guts like that, you're exposed defensively. That, that's the worst amount of t- turnovers. We didn't even have that many turnovers against Geelong. No, and we got beaten terrible. by 10 goals. They're now kicking for goals, you know. We're 30 metres out dead in front and we're missing. Yeah. You know, everyone's just relaxing and, about it. But no, and it's, it's, it's terrible. The, no, it killed me. You, you see the game different on TV than you do at the ground. Mm. At the ground, they played what they, their new term, the ugly ball. Mm. They got the half forward and they didn't go bang. They were gone low. Palopolo, he did a few little under kicks when he was on half forward line. Um, and they just frustrated the Eagles, I think. Mm. Um, and then what I couldn't understand, and, you know, he probably had his reasons for it. And the start of the third quarter, I'm looking at the ground and I'm going, oh, my government must be off. And then I look to the left and there he's up the forward that line. That was the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, in the last quarter, right, half yeah, to three yeah. quarter time, right? Yeah. And um, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Mm. Sorry about the language. Just took he was he was playing good football down back. Mm. I thought he was. He took that intercepting part away. He was he was playing good and he took him up forward. He didn't touch the ball. No. And I just thought that was one bad move and that let him in. And what they keep? I think they keep the last five goals, didn't they? Oh, they 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 finished very strongly, and that's what annoys me. If we were just clean with the ball, (coughs) you can stifle the momentum. Mm. And we were unable to do that because we didn't capitalise on our shots, set shots, uh, goals on the run. Cripps sprayed and Ryan hit the post twice. Red and missed from 30 out set shot. You know there were so many moments we've got, and it just it opens it up for them to run away with it, get momentum. You can stifle momentum by kicking goals, and, you, and we couldn't do it. And the momentum, momentum you had, we had the momentum. We went coast to coast from the back line to the forward line. Ryan runs in, five metres out, hits a post, and then punches a post with his yeah. fist. They went straight back up and kicked a goal. That was the turning point. That was the story of the game. That was the turning point. And he I'm no, sitting there just going, far he had, out. He had no pressure on him yeah. at that spot. Either. And um, he did it twice. Um, you know, he, he'd probably sit there and he's probably sitting there watching the re- review of the game and he's probably going, next time I won't kick it like that. Mm. But, um, I, yeah, I, it just I, got me that I, we just made uncharacteristic you mistakes. In, look in the middle too. Segler, who I don't rate. I thought he was brilliant. He, he annihilated. Tom Hickey had a shocker. 
There's no question. Yeah. And I don't know if he was injured. I don't know if you looked over at the bench when he was off on the bench. Well, he came off he, he was the leaning, five minutes of the game. He was leaning up on the bench uh, on the big concrete, you know, sit, hit, sit out there, the dug out there, and they were rubbing him underneath. They were rubbing him everywhere. So yeah. he, well, he was, I don't know if he was injured. Well, you have a look at Segler. You have a look at This is their stats broken down. Segler, 16 disposals, six marks, 39 hit outs. And Hawthorne only had 44 hit outs, so he did most of the ruckus. He did, he played there all day. Um, and he, he ran 198 metres going versus Hickey. He had 15 disposals. He had five clearances. So he actually beat uh, Segler in the clearances. Good at But you wouldn't right? have noticed that. But you wouldn't have noticed. He had 20 hit outs and he only ran 140 See, metres. A clearance too can be handball over the top. You can yeah. scrub a kick, can be anything. Oh, but he, 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 he likes to grab it and kick yeah. it. Yeah, he likes to grab it and kick it. And I thought something. Tommy Brass is in bad form at the moment. He's play, apparently sounds like he's playing with a what I hear is playing with a crap or a broken finger. Um, well, yeah. He's dropping like, marks that he doesn't drop. Like we said at the top before, of the show. Before we move on to Brass, just touch on Hickey. That's the second week in the row, and he's not where he hasn't really performed that well. And I'm not one to think Nick that's the saviour, but if ever we've needed him back, it's now. <coughs> that's two weeks in a row. Hickey's been beaten. Well, he's carrying he's carrying the bulk of the ruck. He is. And, and we've never played that well before. Like if that. we can change that, it'll give us another yeah. string to our bow. Yeah. Um, let's go on. Let's, well, let's talk about some of the Eagles players and then we'll talk about some more of the Hawthorne players. Um, I didn't notice it at the ground as much because the pressure and that. But Gaff, 37 disposals at 70%, 500 metres gain, or 526, seven clearance, six score involvements. When I was at the ground, I didn't think he was that great. But when I watched on TV, I thought he was the best player for the Eagles no. by a country mile. I was at the ground. Yeah, by a country mile. I was at the Pretty ground, game. and I, I couldn't believe how people were bagging him, I think. Oh, well, he didn't even get votes on our Facebook page. Oh, yes, he did. He got one. He got one. Yeah, I, I um, <clears throat> did I have him best on ground? I had him in my top three. Because mm, yeah. I just thought he that was one of his best games of the year. And that's what really frustrated me. All our midfielders did well. You've got Gaff on 37, you've got Shuri on 29, you've got Yo on 26 and the tackle machine. You've got Sheed on 26. All our midfield's got so much of the ball, but the disposal fishing, just crucial mistakes at crucial times, and I want to call them damaging mistakes is what killed us. Even Redden only went at 43%, or maybe it was 53%, but that is that destroys you when you're in the midfield and you're turning that ball over that many times, and... I've said it so many times in this podcast, that was the towel of the tape. That's how we lost the game. Mm. Well, I viewed, um, what was it, Shuey, he had 29 possessions, and um, I thought he was gassed at three-quarter time. He was sucking in the air big time. But he had a good game, nearly 500 metres uh, gained, eight clearances, seven inside 50s. Um, but we haven't spoken... Oh, we have, there's two players that I think kept us in the game, so to speak, even though we got smashed in the end. Uh, Lewis Jetta. 23 disposals, 74%, 13 pressure acts, 522 metres gain, three inside 50s, nine rebounds. And then down the other end was Willie Rioli, three goals, 15 disposals, 19 pressure acts, uh, six tackles, two inside 50s. All those two guys played their best games again for the year. He's finally coming into some really good form, Rioli, after injury. And we knew, but being a foot injury, his fitness would be low and it would take a month or two to get back to that stage. And we're seeing that. uh, Tigers, he played a great game too, I think. So last two weeks we've seen Willy Rioli we love and still we mate. can still do damage in, in finals. Yeah, like we're talking about Willy Rioli who's a second tier player, if you want to call him that, in great form. I just want to say something about Jetta. If you're a young person out there listening to this podcast or you've got like young children and you want to learn how to kick, watch Lewis Jetta. Mm. His kicking is just unbelievable. 
And to do it at top pace, it's even more unbelievable. I just, that guy, I just, I'd go to the footy just to watch him kick. He's the best disposal out of defence in, in the whole AFL, there's no question. I, I still have questions on his defensive area. And now everyone, everyone bags me about it when I say it, but to me, when you're in defence, your first job is... He's more the rebounder, but... He's a rebounder, he's but he's still got to stop the player, and he gets outmarked a lot. And, but anyway, well, everyone talk, sees it differently. Let's talk about... We briefly talked about Wingardia, 28 disposals, 530 metres gain. Bergwijn didn't go past the half-forward line. You have a look at his heat map, he mm. just stayed in the half-forward line. Um... And he was on Jeddah a bit, so they played a bit off each other. He got three goals, but he was he was turning back the clock. You know, he's this guy. He just accepted a two-year contract at Gold Coast Suns, hasn't he? Uh, no, he's interested. Oh, he's no interested. So he hasn't accepted. Yeah. Right, more uh, fake news on Facebook. Oh no, uh, no. The, I think that the offer's true. Oh, right. Obviously, no one can sign anything oh, right, to cool. the trade or deal. Uh, Luke Bruce, three goals. You know, he's probably had a off-season and he pulls out one of his best games for the year. O'Brien is a kid that um, Hawthorne have been... People have been saying that, um, you know, they're a bit worried where he's going to fit in, but he turned the clock. Mm. You know, he's, he's 25 or 26 years of age and he finally stood up and kicked four goals. I thought it was brilliant. And like we already briefly said, Segler, he was brilliant. Yeah, I oh, think one he's guy... saying funny about oh. O'Brien before we move on. Yeah. Uh, he was drafted when Ellis played for Hawks. Xavier Ellis. Really? That's how, that's long, how long ago he was so, drafted. Yeah. So he's taken a while to come along, and that's probably why uh, the people have been a bit wary where he fits in. But he he, he dominated in the air. He, he just didn't drop any marks. And uh, you got to give it to him. They, they played, like we said, they played a good brand of footy from start to finish. We were in we were in the game in patches. The end of the first quarter, we got in front. Um, the third quarter, a little bit we got there, and even in the last quarter when we had the momentum, but then they just, they just the score line uh, like, uh, yeah, very clean. I, I don't even know how I to think, sum it up. I think everyone missed Jago O'Meara. Jago O'Meara, he had a massive game because he had uh, 28 possessions. He was their link from our defence through, and he ran through the middle. And if you watch the replay, you will see him cutting through that middle probably a dozen times. And I think you'll find why Shuey got so so much metres gained was that he would be chasing Amir or Wingard along the day too. Yeah, it could have been. So, but he picked up 29 possessions on the way. So it's but not, it didn't, it's it, a handy game. But handy game, but how damaging was nah, it? Nah, yeah. It's compared to Wingard and Amira, his his game and Yo's... Yo, was, to me, was the one that really put in 100%. Oh, he always is. Yeah. Uh, the seven um, ranked worst players on that field that game, how many do you reckon would be in Eagles? So the well, seven bottom. Five. Two. Really? So five were Hawks. I think the bottom three were Hawks. So it's just, we lost that game ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we no lost one it. To blame. Yeah, we no were one in won. that game, yeah. and the score almost flatters Hawks, but then watching it, it doesn't at the same time because we're so disappointing. Mm. Oh, well, let's not talk about the Hawks anymore. It's demoralising. We've lost. We can't go back and change it. And they didn't it's... make the finals anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did all the effort. Yeah. Good on you, Clark, eh? <laughs> It's bounce down. All right, Eagles versus Essendon at Optus on Thursday, the 5th of September. So that's a week away from now, 6.10pm. Uh, I don't think... Oh, I'm hoping fans get down droves, but, you know, this is the AFL again, maximising Thursday night football, which is cool, but, you know, think about... Put it in Melbourne. 
do it for once. Mm. Uh, uh, they very rarely have Melbourne games on Thursday nights, and that pisses me up the wall. Um, but we've got it. We've got to play Essendon. We haven't, as we said at the top of the show, we haven't beaten Essendon in five finals in our history. They've killed us, actually. But two of those games should have been played at Seabee, but because of the old rule of the G, there had to be a game at the MCG. We had to go play them over there. And I think... From memory, one of them was we were best team all year. We went over and played them. They beat us by 71 points. And that's what changed the... Uh, had a bearing on what changed. Essendon haven't won a final in 5,471 days. Mm. That is amazing, isn't it? So yeah, let's hope... I hate hearing those stats. Oh, let, let's hope let, we keep that going. Let's hope that's 4,000... 481 by the time we play them. (laughs) Let's not be the team that uh, goes uh, six zip with them. As I said at the top of the show, yeah, Essendon, we've got to beat them. Um, Last five times we met, we beat them this year 35 points, should have been probably 75. Yeah, we dominated that that game. game, Yeah, Yeah, we dominated. Um, They beat us last year by 28. The year before that, they smashed us at Marvel, but then we've smashed them the Two times before that, 78 at CB and 50 at CB. Um, they won 12 for the year, we won 15, so there's a bit of a gap there. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, Dan, we were the unfortunate ones to finish fifth. Yep. Uh, not many people picked it, but maybe we got too ahead of ourselves. But what I can't understand is our favourite son is coming back to play us. It could be the downfall of us. It's going to hurt <laughs> if he does. But how can a guy like that? His name kept being brought up that he's going to get not going to be there at the game, uh, the club next year. Which sounds pretty. It's unbelievable. Sounds pretty strong. That it's going to happen. No yeah. matter what, it's going to happen. Uh, uh, the coterie groups over there are really Essendon, uh, Richmond, um, Carlton, Collingwood. They've got a big say in a lot of stuff over there. Uh, they, you know, they pump money into them. But how can a guy that? And I think you brought it up during the week, Dan. Yeah. A guy that's got them from. The supplement saga, mm. he got him into the finals, then he didn't get him last year. Now they're back in the finals again. Yeah, yeah. but see... How does, how does a guy like that come under pressure? They had Joe Watson. They had all their players there for that one year. But in my mind, they have got better because then the senior players left. Yep. He brought in blood of the younger kids, got injuries. Then this year, yes. they're back in finals. So to me, they have slowly got better under him. And uh, all these coaches <laughs> getting fired... One's been brought up that's got his team to finals. It's just like the media had us out for blood, you know what I mean? I think Matthew Lloyd's had a lot to do with this too. I've said that a few... He's really stabbed him. But he has backtracked a lot. Mm. He has turned around and said um, that he should be the coach next year. But And he was the scathing one at the start of the year, Mm. saying this hadn't happened, and then a few other people got onto it. Tim Watson's probably been the only one that's probably been in his corner the whole way along. Mm. But he does sit on the fence a lot, Tim Tim Watson, a bit. But he did come out and say what Caroline Wilson has talked about is totally wrong. Mm. Um, and they were talking about, what's his name? Alan Richardson going to the club. So, look, I'd hate to see it. If it does happen, man, that's uh, that's just crap. That's just media getting on top of AFL things and clubs shouldn't let it happen. I wonder if he's going to have an interview with Freo while he's here. That was the rumour come back. He's got family here, obviously. Um, yeah. Obviously, by the whole thing's just really got me surprised. Um, but the rumblings going on is it's actually all the older Essendon players and people from the club. And they, just, they didn't like Eagles, so they don't like Woosher because they wanted to keep it the VFL. They weren't happy that this WA team came around and we were successful. So 
they're seeing it and they want a traditional Eston player, former Eston player, for, former VFL great, so to speak. Um, so I think they're judging on Wusher as a person more than what he's producing at that club. But they're talking about Brett Rutten, ex-Adelaide guy yeah. taking over. Well, there's a little unknown fact. I don't know if you know about this, but I do. I remember it from back in the day because I was trying to be a good footballer myself. But John Worthfold, before he was drafted by the Eagles, trained at Essendon. Did he? And Essendon were looking at picking him in the draft, but then Eagles had to pick a certain amount of people in the thing, and then they picked him. He could have ended up at Essendon. So that, he's had an affiliation there, and Sheedy's always had that thing with him. So it just, it just gets me that um, people in the media just can sit there and lynch mob... Uh, uh, a person or a player to they'll just go on go on go on until they get what they want and maybe we saw it with Ross Lyon here in WA yeah. you know what I mean line um, and this is just the same thing over and over again and the AFL clubs need to I don't know mm-hmm. do something but or the AFL need to step in and I'd be very surprised if he's I'd be very surprised if, if he got removed I, I heard a whisper that's why Tip and Woody's holding his uh, holding off his talks he he's apparently he loves Warsfold, absolutely loves him, and if he's he's weighing up to see who they're going to coach. Like <laughs> well, that you know that that happens at this time of year with St Kilda, um, Fremantle. People aren't going to go there into the nose coaching. So um, let's have a look at the injury lists. Uh, Francis he's got a test with an ankle late in the other game. Uh, Hurley with his shoulder, he's probably going to be pushing it. I don't know if you saw how yeah, he he popped it out. He popped it out, whatever. So he he might. He's a big loss if he's not in. Uh, and Hearn's probably the only one that's going to have a test with his hammy. They said they'll put him through uh, testing and all that. So hopefully he pulls up because he'd be a massive loss, mm. especially in the finals. Yeah. Um, we talked briefly about would we make any changes for the game at the start of the show. The only one I can see coming in is Nick Nat. Yeah, Nick yeah. has to come in. And he's the only one. unfortunately, Waterman's going to go out. Mm. But... What I didn't notice, what I did notice was that Tick, Tom Hickey didn't come back on the game in the last few minutes of the game, mm. so he landed awkwardly on the ankle from what I saw. And nothing's been said about it. So yeah, I said as I said to you earlier, he was he was certainly carrying injuries during that game. So he looked very would sore. just say he's devil's advocate. He's injured. <laughs> I don't know if Dan's going to predict what I'm going to say. Would you bring in Nathan Vardy? No, I would keep it like it was with Hickey, mm. but that but just leaves Hickey, a lot more on Allen. No, but Oscar Allen. So I'd keep Nick, Waterman in. So you'd keep... The only reason I'd go with Waterman Nick Nat is if... Oscar Allen and Waterman. Yeah. And the, if you know Against now, Bell Chambers. Yeah, but, but... You know the half-forward line now. Jack Darling does a fair bit of the rack that, right down. There we have five That's what I'm thinking. Outs. I think mm. half-forward line, he takes it forward. You just have Gov pinch hitting if it's in the back. Um, this is obviously only at stoppages. Yeah. Nick Nat mainly in the centre, but then Oscar Allen pinching. I like it. Do I like it because it's not it's different, isn't it? That's what it's I like. It's not predictable. And Waterman, as we touched on, had 20 disposals on the weekend. Yeah. Didn't get a goal, but that's a great effort. Well, the Bombers, we're going to look at some of their players. Shield, Heppel, Hooker, all bloody good players. Uh, Hooker can change the game. Tipper, we've... Alfie, we sit, you know, him and Saad are probably the guys that we're going to have to put a bit of a run with or a tag on. I don't rate McKenna as much, but he can expose you if he gets off the leash. Mm. Merritt, Merritt gets a lot of ball, but he just doesn't damage it for me. Mm. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, his kicking lets him down, especially forward of 50. 
Around the ground, he's good. Um, Parrish is playing pretty good football. I don't, know if, you've, good I don't football. know if you've been watching in many Bombers yeah, game, but he's playing pretty he's good. Well. Stringer is their barometer. Yeah. If he's on, they're on. Um, he's a cocky bastard, but you know when he's on, uh, he's pretty good. He's going to be deadly. He and is. one guy that I do like look of is uh, Redmond. He's got a booming kick, man. And he's just underrated, I think. He's one of these guys that just goes about his business. I don't know if you watch much, but he just goes about his business. And I think he's pretty good on the halfback flank. Yeah, yes, very good. And we just briefly off oh, yeah, McGrath. Well, he's playing good football. He's a number one draft pick. Real hard at it through the midfield. Look, they got the players there to upset us, but it's. I think we got the players there to counter them, especially yeah. in the midfield. Well, we, we proved it this year at Optus. Mm. You know, we got on top of them, and that, the scoreboard flattered them. We kept them in the game, but where where are we going to win the game? Is it going to be shutting down Tip and Woody and uh, Sard and McKenna, or Mate, I? It has to be forwards. Uh, we say a lot the midfield. We won the midfield battle on the weekend and got destroyed. We won clearances, once no, drawed centre clearances, but yep. around the ground stoppage clearance destroyed. Our midfield has got that much of the ball. They almost got lever poisoning. It's our forwards. We need to convert and we need to put scoreboard pressure on. Last week it was embarrassing, and you know I'm passionate about it, but I I was embarrassed. I, I know the players would feel the same. They would be embarrassed by so disappointed as fans we are. They would feel it worse. It's our forwards. We got to convert these goals. Put the pressure on Essendon. And even last time we played, the same thing. We should have won by more. We can't let that happen again. I think Hurley is going to be the reason that they'll either win or not. Mm. And I know one person doesn't make a team, but when he's in and in the back line, he's going to pick up Kennedy. Or he's going to pick up Darling. I was going to say, if you notice, they just recently they have they started swap, yeah, to be put... To I think Frawley played on Darling a, a little bit. On but the if, weekend. If, if, if he's not there, I think Darling and Kennedy are going to be licking the lips. So I think because they they'll back themselves in on some. Because Kyle Hooker, look, don't get me wrong, I like Kyle Hooker. He's a uh, Melbourne boy, but I just think the the other boys will expose him. I think Stringer is a real game changer because when he's hot, they throw him in the middle. He's 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 another Dustin Martin. You can't stop him. He's Uses that bulk. Uh, I think he's the one. He's the one we've got to stop through the midfield when he's in there. But our, I know you say our midfields are good, but we've got to have quality midfield work. I, I don't care if stuff what anyone says last week. Our quality wasn't there in the midfield. You, it, stats stats lie a bit on some things. Oh, you can manipulate stats any way you like. You can, but when every stat is saying they're winning, bar disposal efficiency kind of thing. Yeah, you can't just say stats don't matter because they said they had more tackles, they had more disposals, had more metres gained. Well, why they were we, just so good. Why didn't we crucial win, Why didn't we win the game? Yeah, We've I know, summed I it know up. Crucial areas. Scoreboard pressure. I understand Kicking that. goals. Mm. And I, I agree with that because we keep one goal five. But, you know, to me, Shuey, anyone can tell me that Shuey was one of the best on the ground last week. I know he had a lot of possessions, but... I don't think he was he, one of the best. He buddy. wasn't damaging at all. No. Not I, like I, he's nor- normally. I the only midfielder we had damaging was Yo. Well, you didn't rate Gaff's game? Oh, sorry, Gaff. He's, I'd say he was on the wing more than anything. Um, all right, well, let's, before we wrap it up, let's get a, a winning and a margin. Um, get it out, was it? Winner and margin. 
Well, I always pick the Eagles anyway. Hey, I was going to say, you go for. I don't yeah. even know. What well, I reckon Eagles are going to smash them. I reckon Eagles I just, I'm quite confident. I'm going to go 23 points. I reckon Eagles are going to win by 42 plus. Uh, I reckon 18, but I think they'll be hurting, like I said before. No, I reckon they'll come out. And then you'll have the Mount Media go, oh, well, maybe the horse hasn't, you know. Step up it again, and I reckon the first goal. I reckon um, JK is going. I say this every week. He's going to be. He needs to get in there. And I think he's going to want that first goal. Yeah, Kennedy needs to do it just for himself and for the club. I reckon we play better when he's on fire. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I'd run. One thing I'd love to see is my. This is my dream to see in the next twelve months. I want to see a, a coach have the balls to leave. A forward in the square, one on one with a backman, and so they kick that goal a lot long. You know, being there live the last few weeks, I don't go a lot of live games, what's disappointed me most. You look up the ground, there's not one person a forward side of the wing on any on, on when the, everyone goes forward. I'd love to see I'd love to see a JK sitting down that goal square, bringing the ball forward one on one, kicking that ball long using his Strength and the one-on-one, and see how it goes. That's what I'd like to see. It's sad. You only tend to see it when a player gets injured nowadays, don't you? When Mm. they can't run, so they're resting for. And I agree completely. It's always played in one half of the ground, but it's Mm. modern footy. But I'd love to see a forward stay forward. All right, well, before we go, guys, because hopefully we're alive at the end of next week, next (laughs) Thursday, um, we probably won't do a show before the game because we'll just probably reboot the Browns down as a single show. Um, The All-Australian team is going to be picked by the time we posted this. Will Shannon Hearn be named captain of the All-Australian team? They were very counter-reactive. The outcry about it last year would assume, yes, he will. Because the same with Prittis, didn't win it, then won the Brown, and then was straight in it next year, you know, without a question. So I think the same thing, they've made a mistake. Franklin's got no leadership skills. Great player, one of the best I've seen. Well, Franklin won't be in the team, but, so... No. no, he won't, but what I'm saying is making captain cause a bit of an uproar. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, well, he's not a captain, he's not a leader, and you've made him captain of that side. And So I reckon... You know, I love to see Bunger, but like we said at the start, I heard a whisper on the radio on the way in. Fife was going to be captain, Bunga was going to be vice. Let's see how well I'm, he is. I'm going Bunga for captain and Fife as vice. And from the person you said it was from, he's a shit stirrer. Always has been. And what he needs to do is get down to Fremantle and do something that he's always said and uh, promote the club instead of bagging them. But that's uh, another media personality. He can do whatever he likes in Brad Hardy. Yeah. Uh, also great, uh, just one off quickly, it wasn't great to see Jeddah and Nelson's re-sign. Yeah, a couple of years. Oh, they did that? Yeah, they re-signed Nelson today. signed for today? two years yesterday. Yeah, and Jed, oh, Jeddah's 12 months. Oh, I think good. Jets is going to be a 12 month or every year. Over so. 30, years, yeah. you can't give a long deal. And, um, so it's great to see. And I know you guys aren't on it, but the AFLW, we signed six more yeah, girls into our team. All right, it's time to wrap up. All right, guys, at the time, hope for the Eagles uh, smash the Bombers and uh, put them out of their misery and we go back on to play either the Cats or Collingwood at the MCG. Download our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and a multitude of other ones or go to Podcast Central on Facebook or actually go to Eagle Nation on Facebook and join us there on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again, boys. Like all week, like it, give it a review. helps out. Yeah, give us those reviews. We got a few good ones the other day, so I'm liking it. Thanks a lot. Catch you, boys. See ya. Shepard to Hooker, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard. 